In today's episode, we preview the 2018 Flower and Garden Festival. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. You are listening to the Main Street Magic Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Stein and John Marone. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I am joined by my co-host and lover of fine foods, John Marone. I'm doing a good job there. Hello. <laughs> w- welcome to the show, John. <laughs> we're so glad we're so glad to have you um so in today's I'm episode to today's episode we're going to talk flower and garden festival and what we are most looking forward to please check us out on the web at mainstmagic.com as well as like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at mainstmagic if you like coffee and you love disney then you have to go to expeditionroasters.com and check out their themed coffees Not only are their coffees delicious, they are packaging and flavoring them based off of your favorite Disney attractions. So they have flavors like Skipper's Brew, Jungle Banana Pie, Roundup Roast, Campfire S'mores, and Enchanted Tiki Coconut, plus many, many more. You can use Main Street Magic 20 at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. Now, before anyone thinks that John was just uh, maybe falling asleep right next to me here, uh, we are in two separate locations. Um, he is on a glorious road trip, uh, and we'll be back home tomorrow, but we wanted to knock out a couple episodes and really talk uh, some flower and garden. So when this episode comes out uh, on February 28th, I will already be on my way, if not already at Epcot uh, starting to enjoy some of the delicious food. So we want to run through the booths, kind of let people know what we're looking forward to try. And then obviously we'll be able to do a full review uh, once we both have had a chance to visit. Um, So Flower and Garden this year runs February 28th all the way through May 28th. Uh, So you have quite a bit of time to enjoy it. Uh, And of course, we'll again see the Garden Rocks uh, concert series uh, and you'll have the option for dining packages there. Uh, But, you know, we got 16 booths this year, John. um, And I know we've gone through this in the past when we've talked food and wine fest. But what are a few quick tips you would give to people to hopefully help them get the most out of flower and garden, um, which traditionally is maybe not quite as busy and crazy as food and wine. But as we've seen the crowds increase recently uh, because of various things and the way that Disney's now filling the parks on those low crowd days, um, what would you let people know most so that they can get basically, you know, the most out of visiting? Well, I think anything, the number one thing is, right, plan ahead. I mean, yeah. don't don't go in without some sort of plan or agenda. Um, you know, you just can't, anything nowadays, you just can't wing it. So, you know, go in with a plan, even if the plan means that, you know, even though, you know, some of the food and drink you're going to try, um, you know, great, because you'll at least know where it is and, and kind of where the booths are, you know, get your fast passes ahead, but Remember, when this is starting and you start now and we start getting further into, you know, April and then into May, be prepared for the heat. Yeah. Um, you know, we go every Mother's Day weekend and we, you know, our, we spend every Mother's Day at Epcot and it's right there in the heat of, uh, uh, you know, right towards the end, but right with Flower and Garden. But, 
you know, the expectation of being, you know, mid to upper 80s, um, be ready for it. So, you know, I just, we were, when we were at Disney last weekend and we were mid eight, you know, we were 86 and it was February, um, we realized that we didn't even have uh, the sunscreen in our backpack yet that we take to Disney yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was something that we probably could have used. Um, right off the bat. So be prepared, um, be prepared for crowds, be prepared for waiting and flower and garden while I like it. And it, it's a great festival. I, I already like festival, of the arts more because I think there's more to see. Agree completely. You know, yep. You know, flower and gardens nice because they have a lot of the topiaries and the different stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it's okay. I, I don't think, it, the, you have the food booths, but the other booths to me aren't as exciting. Yeah. Where at least the art festival, I mean, the booths were great going in and, you know, a whole booth that was dedicated to different types of uh, the, I don't know if you went in the booth, but did you go in the Star Wars yes. painting booth? Oh, yeah. I wanted to buy <laughs> so, everything in there. So did my son. So did Gavin. I mean, that that was a, I mean, that was a great booth. And then, you know, you hit another booth and there were Disney pictures. Then you hit another booth and it had nothing else to do, nothing to do with Disney. Yeah. I just think there was just, um, you know, I'd like to see that be expanded as far as dates, because I also was impressed with some of the food selections and it wouldn't bother me if, uh, flower and garden dates got shrunk down a little or, you know, it just kind of, it's nice because it's springtime and the park looks great, but just a little bit less to see. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely not getting much on the entertainment side, um, but, but the food looks really good. And then, yeah, the, the other thing is, you know, as you said with planning um, is, you know, you may want to set yourself a little bit of a budget and we've talked about this plenty of times with, with food and wine and some of the other festivals, um, you know, when you're looking sometimes between five to $10, uh, per dish or, or per drink, um, usually more towards the $10 range, uh, it can add up real, real quick. So if you're not smart about your budgeting, you're going to spend a ton of money. Uh, I, I recommend getting the gift cards. They've got the little gift cards always that you can, you know, strap around your wrist and you can preload that with some money. Um, and then you know exactly kind of how much you have left on your budget. Um, so yeah, let's, let's start to go through the food booths and I think we're going to kind of tag team these go back and forth. Um, and I had, uh, I sent you the list of all the, the menu items of all 16 booths. So let's just kind of run through them and, and let people know what we're most excited to try, um, on a food level, on a drink level. Uh, and where we come up first is the pineapple promenade, uh, over in showcase plaza, um, not a lot on the food spectrum, much more on the drink, uh, menu. What are you looking forward to over there? Um, so this one, so I, we really did plan ahead on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was under the impression you had the pineapple. I did. You know, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I have actually mine in some uh, bold letters because I think, yeah, that's right. Because I got stuck with the one with not a lot of food choices because it's either comes down to a <laughs> to a spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney or pineapple soft serve. Um, so I, I think I'm going to look at the uh, the hot dog there. But what I was most looking forward to there was the pineapple beer flight, um, which includes uh, a Two beers from Georgia, um, and then one actually from Hawaii. 
and one is like kind of a pina colada uh, type flavored beer. One is a pineapple uh, wheat. And then there is the uh, Sweetwater Coastal IPA with pineapple, which I know we can get local at Publix, which I've had before and is very good. But um, yeah, the, I think the pineapple beer flight's probably what's looking best there. Um, and then they even have a uh, pineapple soft serve with Parrot Bay coconut rum, which I would assume is just going to be like getting a Dole Whip with rum over at Animal Kingdom there. Um, but uh, again, that that one, that booth didn't have me too excited. Um, but I think the the next one, which is uh, how I don't even know how you'd pronounce it, Bauer Bauer Market over in Germany. Barter Market. Bauer yeah. Market and, over the Farmers Mar- Market. Yes. yes, in Germany, and the market is missing the e between the k and the t. So it's ah. market. Okay. Hey, were, right. were you going to talk about the bands that they had for Garden Rocks? Um, no, no, that's all. Okay. You. So I have them up. So before I get to the food, I just I am I'm off on a tangent here, but they they have concert series during Food and Wine, and I was just looking at some of the musical groups, and I think this could be the best year for musical groups for this festival. Yes. So you have to check your dates, people, but just going through starting with the first group to the last one. But you have Night Ranger. Next is Starship, um, Starship Simple Plan, Little River Band, um, the orchestra starring former members of ELO. Um, Fog Hat, new this year. New, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, got a, you know, um, Survivor, new Eye of the year. Tiger. Yep, Smash Mouth, new this year. Yeah. Rick Springfield, new this year. Um, Joe D. Messina, new this year. Lone Star, new. Um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Hermits, Hermits, The Village People. Um, Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. The Guess Who. And The Spinners. That is a good selection. That's a that is a good lineup. It really is. Who who there uh, again? Dates that we Mother, already have planned. Mother's aside. Day weekend, Village people. Yeah, might have to stop in for that. Um. Yeah. Mother's what would you Day pick? Weekend, village people. What would you? What else would you pick to see again? If you just, if you could just, you know, wave a magic wand Gosh. and just show up there to see. Gosh, there's a bunch. I mean, I really. I mean, I I would. I'd like to see Night Ranger. Um, I think ELO would be interesting. I'd re- I'd like to see Fog Hat. Yeah. Just hearing them do Slow Ride That'd and rocking out back there in the American Pavilion would be pretty good. Um, Smash Mouth, I like Smash Mouth. Um, I saw them in Tampa after a Rays baseball game, and the sound quality was so terrible. Oh, no. Um, but I like it. Rick Springfield, be good. Um, you know, and that's... That's about it. But of course, all those, I'll have to look because when is the race? The race is April when we're going, right? Yeah. Yep. When are that's, we going uh, in April? April? Let's see. That'll be the April 19th to 22nd. So it'd be Jody Messina and yeah, I think it'd be Jody and Lone Messina. Star. Yep. And Lone Star would finish out. Okay. So I'm okay. So there. yeah, I'll have to figure out some. <laughs> I'll have to figure out some dates to yeah. see some people I really want to well, see. I so, I really want to head down and maybe yeah maybe we look at some schedules even if we decided to go down. For, I would love to see Smash Mouth. Um, uh, growing up, I was let's see, uh, Fushu Meng that had All Star and all on it. 
Um, and All Star was the worst track on that entire album. Everything else was outstanding. Uh, but that came out the year I graduated high school. And I remember working summers. I uh, worked for the school system. And we would move a school that was being renovated. Uh, we would move all of the stuff, furniture out of that school so they could come in, renovate it. And I just listened to that thing on, uh, it was probably, I guess, a disc man at the time. I mean, I would listen to that on repeat every single day. Um, I would love to get down and see them. Uh, and then same thing. I mean, some of these, just to see Survivor perform Eye of the Tiger, like you said, Foghat and Slow Ride. I mean, just to see those single songs would be worth it. Um, and it would be, uh, of course, a lot better than seeing Tiffany like we did last year. I'd say most <laughs> of these would beat that. So yeah. Night Ranger and Sister Christian. Uh, it would be That's amazing right. to see that, them perform that there. That would yep. be awesome. So yep. we'll have to take a look. Yeah, the only other ones that line up, uh, Spring Break. I don't think we'll get we'll be able to chance to get over there, but that's Little, Little River Band and Jody Messina. And then in May, uh, Village People. We, we could take a look at the Village People while we're there. Might not be too bad. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Well, so, and, and you won't uh, be too far from Germany where that's right. the, uh, the, the Bauern Bar- Market Barner market, farmer's <laughs> market for Germany. So they have a few different items. If I'm looking at it, um, my choices here, the, the first three are all really, number one and number two are potato pancakes. One with applesauce, which is a traditional way you have a potato pancake, right? Either with applesauce or sour cream on it. Um, the second one is a potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions, and sour cream. So mm-hmm. two tr- traditional potato pancakes. I like those, so I'd be interested in trying them. You know, the third item is a toasted pretzel bread topped with ham and um, melted cheese. I, good sandwich choice there. I and then that. their dessert, a warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. Yeah, okay. So to me, there's a couple things that I would definitely try there. But, you know, we talked about before, I think at these festivals, I think the beer flights turn out to be the better deal because you're going to try some things you haven't tried before. Yeah. So they have a, um, an original Munich lager, uh, Heffenweiser and, you know, a black lager. I think those would be good, but the one that I'd be most interested in for the drink is they have an organic brute, you know, champagne Uh with elder, with elderflower and mint. That doesn't so, seem German to me. It does not. <laughs> I guess the fact that it's called a Hugo. That, that's it. Um, yep. That's the thing. So the name, I guess, would be German. But um, I'd be interested in trying that. So for that, so if you were in Germany, I would look at uh, either the potato pancakes or perhaps the pretzel bread for a sandwich and then get the beer flight. I will be trying the Hugo. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let us know how that is. I would that that toasted pretzel bread with the black forest ham and the the melted Gruyere cheese sounds absolutely amazing. Like that's one of the ones that I think if we were as I was looking through this list, if we were going top three items, that one for some reason stuck out to me immediately. Um, of course, I love getting one of the giant pretzels in Germany anyway with the uh, Schoffenhofer. So I, if it's anything like those big pretzels, and you just slap some ham and cheese on there, I'm set, man. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we, we would uh, we would head on down to the smokehouse uh, over in the American Adventure. 
Um, and they've, they've got, I, I'm pretty sure these are the same items that were on there last year. And that is a pulled pig slider with coleslaw. Uh, you have beef, beef brisket, burnt ends. Um, although this time it says there's a smoked pork belly slider with garlic sausage, chorizo, uh, and cheddar fondue. I know the burnt ends were on the menu last year, but I don't remember that pork belly slider. Um, and then, okay, ne- yeah, and then they have just the straight uh, beef brisket burnt ends, um, which is a hash. Um, but for me, what stood out, because I've, I've tried a lot of those other items, was the warm chocolate cake with bourbon-salted caramel sauce and spiced pecans. Um, that, that sounded really good for me, and I'm not traditionally a dessert person, um, but I had that on my list. And then if I, again, like you said, the beer flight is probably the way to go. Um, but the one that's really stuck out was the shipyard maple bacon stout. Uh, I mean, they're finding a way now to put bacon in everything. And if they're putting it in a beer, I want to try that. So that, that should be, that should be pretty interesting, but it it sounds like maybe getting the, the flight, uh, you get a, a double IPA with it and then you get, um, which actually sounds really good. Orange hibiscus wheat ale, um, from Florida in central 28 brewing company. Uh, that sounds pretty good too. And then uh, they don't actually use the word slushy, but they do have a frozen lemonade with Firefly Blackberry Moonshine, which might be right up your alley. Ooh, yeah, not bad. I, I don't what I don't know what the difference really would. What makes a slushy a slushy compared to something that's just a frozen drink? Consistency has to be okay. We'll 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 make sure we look that. I'll go to Wikipedia after this and and get some clarity on that one. Um, but, but next we have a uh, located right between, um, France and Morocco, uh, year after year. I think this is a really, really good booth is Florida fresh. Um, yeah. So th- that's I, one of my like favorites. It. Yeah. So I like it. So this one, uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do last. So, um, they have a carne gusato black bean cake with a, uh, cilantro lime sour cream. Yeah. Obviously it's steak and with some black beans and that nice, a key lime tart with toasted meringue, fine. What I caught my eye right away, spicy blackened shrimp with cheddar cheese grits with brown gravy and a local sweet corn relish. Yeah. So if they can get those cheddar cheese grits down good with uh, shrimp, that's the dish that I would go for. Yeah. But I think the beverages at this one are really good that I'd want to try. Um, so they have a Florida orange grove, uh, wine. That's a key lime sparkling wine. Yeah. Okay. Um, it'd be interesting to taste it, but the beers are pretty neat. A key lime wheat that I'd really be interested in. But if I go and see this, I am done. Right. Watermelon cucumber <laughs> slushy. There it is. With Tamiami Florida gin. Done. Drop the mic. That's it. That that is that's me all day long that sounds amazing yep yeah so um they for your children or people who are under 21 or those 21 and olders who um do not drink they have the watermelon cucumber slushy non-alcoholic as well you just don't get the gin with it um so yeah that that is a definite check mark booth for me oh yeah yeah, that watermelon cucumber slushy sounds awesome. Um, so, so next we'll move over to the very cleverly named Honey Bee Stro, which is hosted by the National Honey Board. Um, 
So quite the clever name there. I'm sure somebody was laughing when they came up with that one with the B stro. Uh, but <laughs> they've got a uh, roasted cauliflower with buckwheat, honey, care. I'm not going to even read the rest. That doesn't interest me. Uh, I, did, I kept looking for the word meat and I didn't see it. Um, and, and then they've, they have a, uh, a wildflower honey mascarpone cheesecake um, with orange blossom honey ice cream garnished with fennel, pollen, meringue, kisses. I, I, that sounds like it's probably really good. I love cheesecake, but it, it's like some of the descriptions start to make me laugh. Like they're just, I mean, you know, orange blossom honey ice cream and fennel, pollen, meringue, kisses. Sounds interesting. I, I would maybe give that a try. Um, but the one that stood Michelle out to me. Michelle would love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet it's I bet it's amazing. I just, yeah, the, the descriptions are like, they're just becoming so funny to me how they're just trying to get, like Festival of the Arts makes a lot more sense because everyone is, every piece of food was such a piece of art as well. Um, this sounds like something that would have been at Festival of Arts. Uh, but the one I'm looking forward to trying is the honey tandoori chicken flatbread uh, with white cheddar cheese, charred vegetables, uh, clover honey sour cream, and micro watercress. Uh, love, love tandoori chicken. Um, put that on a flatbread. Sounds pretty good. Uh, and then they have on their beverage size. Now, they side they do not have a flight, but they do have two different uh, beers. Uh, for that you can choose from uh, one is the orange blossom pilsner which is out of orlando uh, this is one of my favorite beers absolutely love this i will buy maybe once a month or something when getting a little crazy i'll get a six pack uh, in cans from Publix. really really good beer so i would probably look at trying the um, florida orange groves winery orange blossom honey wine uh, which which will be interesting to see if it's too much of a sweet wine or if they found a good way to balance those flavors and then much like uh at at the florida fresh they do have a honey peach cobbler freeze with blueberry vodka or for the non-alcoholic drinkers or children uh you can get just the honey peach cobbler freeze um so now we're up against frozen lemonades slushies and freezes so we're going to really have to do some research and report back on the exact differences between all of these type of frozen beverages and, and really see what the difference is. Yeah. Good. So next is me. We move over to the United Kingdom for Cider House. Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, United Kingdom, I, I would love fish and chips. I would love, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge United Kingdom food fan. I don't think I've ever right. had something from one of their booths at any festival, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. So looking at it, um, they have a house-made potato and cheddar cheese biscuit with smoked salmon. Um, okay, a fresh-baked lemon scone, fine. If I had to pick one, I'd probably try the uh, pear cider brine shredded corned beef hmm. with braised cabbage, pears, um, and whatever a Branston dressing is. I was hoping you knew. I was going to ask you. No, no. Oh, so man. again, the good news is, I, I'll be skipping the cider house. So anybody who's listening, if you have one of those dishes and you'd like to uh, drop us a line and review it for us, uh, we would appreciate it. All the drinks, though, obviously, cider house, they're all cider um, beers, but some interesting ones. A, a black cherry hard cider, a blood orange tropical hard cider, a mimosa apple orange hard cider, and guess what? You can get all three of them in a cider flight. I would try that. Yeah, sign me up for that one. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. And then they do have a non-alcoholic sparkling cider. Um, but it's one of those booths that um, you know, not high on my list, so we'll move on. So um uh real quick, Branston is a British food brand best known for the original Branston pickle. So if they're saying that thing is cover, covered in a pickle dressing, I'm I'm not even gonna walk <laughs> I'm not even gonna walk through the UK. I'm gonna find a way to get straight from Canada over to France. Um there's gotta be a way just with that with completely bypassing because no chance I'm trying that one. Um so interesting. You'll learn something new every day. Uh so next we'll uh we'll move over to La Isla Fresca in the Showcase Plaza. Um, and this has actually a lot of good-looking items, I think, on their food menu. Uh, you can start with the Jamaican braised beef uh, with pigeon pea rice and micro cilantro. Um, they have a sugarcane shrimp skewer with steamed rice and coconut lime sauce. Uh, Caribbean cock salad with mango, papaya, and pickled red onions. And then they have a tropical mousse cake. Uh, which includes layers of passion fruit cake, coconut mousse, and a tropical fruit glaze with fresh pineapple. I mean, out of all the booths I think we've been through so far, I would I would literally eat all four of those items. Um, and the sugarcane shrimp skewer probably stands out to me the most. Uh, those all sound delicious. And then um, we have, which sounds like it would pair perfectly, a Golden Road Brewing Tart Mango Cart Wheat Ale from Los Angeles, California. Um, and then we have another two options for uh, now we're getting into tropical freezes, uh, one with, uh, cruising mango rum. And then of course you can get that non-alcoholic as well. So yeah, we, man, we could really hit up the, uh, the tropical frozen drinks at all these different booths. Um, I don't know that you could do them all in one day though. This starts, this sounds like it would start to get a little rough after we're into our fourth or fifth one here. Yeah, too many, too many slushes, freezes, or uh, whatever name frozen they give them. Frozen yeah. Yeah, Ice frozen. Cubes. Yeah, could <laughs> could be a little too much, but at least they're trying to uh, combat the heat, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, so, so far we haven't seen a hot soup, so that's no. good. <laughs> um, I, now, if we had the Showcase Plaza, there will be a booth called the Berry Basket. Mm-hmm. Um, the berry basket, three items. The item that I don't really care about is they have a salad with fresh strawberries, um, quinoa with a strawberry vinaigrette, and some uh, pecans. Fine. Um, but the two that interest me is they, there is a lamb chop with the quinoa salad and a blackberry gastrique um, on top. They do on the on the Disney Parks blog. They do have a picture of it, and if the lamb chop is that size. Right. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, because they they don't they show it like on a full plate and the lamb chop takes up a good half of it. Um, so I have a feeling that that's not really the actual size. Did you have the lamb chop at um, Australia for food and wine that had like the mint and the um, potato? They call them potato crunches. It was literally just mashed up potato chips, though. Did you try no. that there? It, I did not. I'm really, really hoping they learned some lessons because that lamb chop was really, really thin. Uh, it was overcooked. So I'm hoping that this will not fall under that same mistake because um, it was that was the only thing at Food and Wine I didn't enjoy. Flavors were on point. Flavors were outstanding. It was just the cut of meat, and it could have been it could have been the one I got. I mean, it you know it could have been at the end of the 
the chop <laughs> and it was just a little yeah. sliver. So I'm hoping that they pull this one off well, cause that sounds really good. Um, so I, I what are you looking forward this, to drinking with it? I, I would bring this picture though and show it to him and okay. say, I want, I want this, I want this eight to 12 ounce chop that's in the picture. Perfect. I'm printing it um, out. Yeah. So for the drinks, um, you know, they got a beer, they got a Moscato, but what I'm interested in is the, uh, green tea berry mint julep. Yeah. And then they also have it in a non-alcoholic version as well. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like it'd be a little bit uh, refreshing there. So that that would be the drink I would try. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And it's funny, <laughs> Rhonda and I have become tea people. Like we drink tea all the time now, um, which we never did before. I don't know what just all of a sudden kick-started it. We bought uh, the whole package of the Disney Alice in Wonderland themed tea when we were just there last week. And it's like 96 bags of tea. Um, and I think it's 16 different flavors. Uh, so that one really stood out to me as well. Um, well, if we go over to Northern bloom in Canada, uh, two of the items uh, don't sound too bad, but um, beef tenderloin tips, mushroom uh, sauce, whipped potatoes, garden vegetables, and then they have a griddled maple pound cake with warm peach uh, compote and sweet corn gelato. But uh, the one I'm getting, I have a feeling uh, Michelle's going to probably get this as well, is the seared scallops with French green beans, butter potatoes, brown butter vinaigrette, and applewood smoked bacon. Uh, if this is anything like the scallop that the uh, American Pavilion just had for Festival of the Arts, this thing to me will be a home run. Um, very interested to try that. And then under beverages, uh, there are not a ton of options um, as as far as a frozen drink goes. But well, no, I guess this would be frozen. They yeah, that ma- first one. Yeah, a maple popcorn shake with Crown Royal maple whiskey. Or they have the non-alcoholic maple popcorn shake. Um, that I one, had the non-alcoholic last list. year. Oh, they did. Okay. Did you and, Did you try um, it? I did. Yeah. So I had the non-alcoholic last year because I thought it would be interesting. And I wanted the kids to try it as well. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm that. Yeah. So we're, we're not. Try that we, one. we won't. We won't be getting it again this okay. year. Okay. I may give that one a shot. Then we can compare notes. Um, although they do have, as far as their beer flight goes, you can get a. Um, uh, Unibrow, uh, there is an Amber Ale, uh, Saison. I love Saison beers. And then they have a White Ale. Uh, and again, you can get that in the Beer Flight. So for me, uh, I think we're looking at Beer Flight on that one. Yeah, that would be a good one. How did I end up with the next booth? That was all, it was all uh, part of the plan. We uh, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't plan the start of the show very well, but I did plan this part, and you landed right in France. <laughs> <laughs> I did at Florida Lee. So... Um, Food, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not too interested in the food with the regular dishes. Yeah. Um, they have a tomato tart with sautéed onion, with thyme and rosemary, with a flaky um, pastry crust. It's fine. Um, they also have a um, doki with braised duck. I'd be interested in it, but nothing I'm running to. Um, their dessert sounds good, which is macaron. Um, so. Really, it's a looks like a chocolate dip macaron, um, oh, nice with a lollipop stick in it. Yeah. So this the past weekend when we went to the um, ice cream shop in France, both of Gianna and Gavin got a cup of chocolate ice cream, and then I went for the ice cream sandwich, the chocolate macaron ice cream sandwich. Ah. 
which is a wonderful choice there for ice cream. So you get the you know the crunchy yet the soft the, the outside for a giant macaron cookie with ice cream in the middle of it. Um, great taste. Um, France, I could care less what they have to drink because they have the slushy and for. This one, they brought back the rose slushy. Yeah. So, orange gray goose, Saint Germain liqueur, white and red cranberry juice. This one will look pink. Um, and if it's correct, if you go on the Main Street Magic website, you will see a picture of me, and you will see me holding this pink slushy. Yes, you will. Um, and that. Perfect. Here we go. So that's the that, same slushy. That's the world that's famous the same, slushy. That is the world famous rose <laughs> rose slushy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it, well, that's so funny. So again, this is all going to plan because while you lin- landed on your favorite spot, uh, which is at France, because of the slushy, uh, I ended up in Mexico, um, which I absolutely love. My favorite pavilion in the world showcase at Jardin de Fiestas. Uh, I'm not going to pick the pork taco because I don't want you to yell at me for getting a taco. Um, and, and, and honestly, I don't even know that I'm going to specifically uh, pick number one, the chilaquiles. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's got a ranchera sauce, uh, chorizo, Mexican cream, and cojita cheese. What stood out to me was the bread pudding. Um, I don't know what a Mexican bread pudding is going to taste like, but I imagine it will be amazing. Uh, we love bread pudding. Um, the, the local restaurant here, uh, that just opened up not too long ago, two creeks that Rhonda and I are are known to frequent quite often. Uh, they'll often have a bread pudding that the chef has prepared just that day. And if they do, we get it every time, no matter what kind it is. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go with that, uh, under their beverages, uh, they have a margarita, uh, they've got a punch. They've got Daisy Spicy Beer. Um, but what I thought sounded interesting was the Tiger Lily Sangria. Um, we 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 enjoy Sangria. Tiger Lily, pretty cool name. That that's probably the one I'm going to go with there. And actually, I wouldn't yell at you for the taco here. Because... This one actually is a little bit different than what they normally have had in the past, and you yeah. can't get this um, goat cheese and apple relish on a pork taco. That sounds pretty so... good. Yeah, so I make those at home. Sometimes I make tacos with um, pork belly with an apple um, guacamole Yeah, um, on top of it, which is good. This one actually sounds, it looks like that, at least for taco-wise, they stepped up their game. So I, uh, I'm going to finish up here, Lotus House in China. And food-wise, they have a uh, spicy meatball with a crispy tofu. They have a vegetable spring roll. The item that I would probably get food-wise is they do have a fried chicken dumpling with peanut sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you typically get the dumplings that they could either be steamed or they're right crispy on one side and kind of soft on the other and they're stuffed. This one seems like it's going to be stuffed with you know a fried chicken instead of just the ground-up meat. Um, so that one I would like. And then their drinks, they have a peach bubble tea that's non-alcoholic. They do have another punch. They have a wine cooler. But they have a kung fu punch that I would try because it's vodka, triple sec, mango, and orange juice. Yeah. So um, 
that to me would be interesting, be even better if it was frozen. Um, <laughs> but this one is not frozen. Frozen. It is uh, just a punch, and I think that would be the drink I'd be uh, most interested in trying. So wrap us up. Yeah, well, we, we actually have a few more, John. Do we? We do. We have um, Italy, Morocco. Oh, you know what? My notes. I have to turn the page. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we have Italy, there Morocco, and Japan. So we're going to we're gonna head over to me for Italy. And... Um, yeah, so not, Italy. It's so fun. France and Italy. The food never really does it for me at these, um, especially Italy. Yeah, Italy is has never really been great. Um, now France for obviously France for this festival sounds a lot better than Festival of the Arts, where I got the um, cold pulled pork in a cat food can. So I'm glad I didn't see that on their menu. Um, Italy's just never really impressed me, but the one that stands out uh, is the main lobster ravioli. Um, I think that's probably the one I would look at trying. The other one, you've got uh, crispy shrimp with zucchini and spicy sauces, uh, asparagus frittata with mixed greens and a citrus dressing. Neither of those really do it for me. I'm a lobster fan. That sounds like that might be pretty good. Um, and then under your beverages, uh, you're going to get uh, Pinot Grigio. You're going to get a Chianti, a Prosecco, a Moscato. you got a Bellini. Uh, mostly all you're looking at champagnes and wine. Uh, the one that stood out, though, was back on the frozen trend, uh, a frozen Italian margarita with uh, limoncello and tequila. Sounds pretty interesting and a little bit dangerous. Um, so that may be a one-off. I, I don't know that I'm going to – I'd want to pair that one with – with all these other frozen beverages, because that one sounds, uh, with the tequila in there, I don't know. I didn't know tequila was big in Italy. Well, <laughs> there's right? a couple things on that. No, like, I was just I, looking, other, I'm like, I'm not in Mexico, right? The saying is, if I go to Italy, and I'm in Tuscany or whatever, and I'm having a dinner, am I having a main lobster ravioli? Right. No, you're not. Yeah. And right? You're, you're I, definitely and... not doing shots of Jose Cuervo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... The other thing is I could get, and I don't know, I, maybe they're buying it at Costco because I know when I go to Costco, I could get a package of Maine lobster raviolis. Oh, yeah. In the refrigerated section, yep. which I've done many a time. They and, sell them up at Publix. Know, uh, yeah, have it with a nice uh, vodka sauce or something Yeah, um, at home. But that, I mean, again, it's Italy, right? So yeah. we'll leave it at that. Yep. So... Considering I am not done yet, I have the taste of Maharesh at Morocco. Well done. Um, and whenever I think of Morocco, all I think of is I miss the band Moroccan. Um, <laughs> now that they're not there anymore. But on their food, they have a um, fried cauliflower with capers and uh, parsley and a chili ranch sauce. Big deal, right? Again, where's the meat? Um, a walnut honey baklava, which they tend to have at the this booth yeah, every standard. single time. Yep. Um, the only thing I'd be interested in is they have a harissa chicken kebab with dried fruit um, um, couscous salad. I think that would be interesting to try. But they've, um, you know, usually on this, I would be willing to try it. I'll wait until food and wine when they have the kefta pocket. Yeah. Um, or the hummus fries. Yeah, in the hummus fries. So it it seems that they um, they Morocco can have such great food, but it seems when it hits the booth, it usually is three items where one is good and the other two are just kind of drag it down a little. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, beverages, they really don't have much. No. I no. mean, they, they have a sparkling wine with pomegranate liquor um, or liqueur. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> white sangria and casa beer, which you which can is get there the all casa the time. beer. Yeah, yeah. Year round right at the stand. So it's a good beer. Don't get me wrong, but nothing special there. Right, but so, why is it? Yeah, why is it sitting there when you can go right? You know, you can go right across from where the booth is on that one little corner area where they've got the um, the kids slushies uh, and, those and are, get a Casa Are they beer. slushies or smoothies? The kids smoothies. Oh yeah, or are they frozen? Or are ices? They? I don't know what yeah. they are. All I know is they get the out. they get the they get the blue ones, yep. and then they look like they just came from Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> So. All right. Well, we are going to move over to Hanami in Japan. Um, I I don't know that I've ever actually had anything from a Japan booth, which is is probably bad because um, typically I I love Japanese food, uh, but they do have um, a uh, I guess this is basically like a sushi roll, but it's made with fresh pineapple, strawberry, and melon. Uh, it's rolled up in coconut rice and then sprinkled with toasted coconut and whipped cream with raspberry sauce. Uh, they have a teriyaki salmon, which sounds pretty good, and it is with seasoned brown rice. Uh, the one that stuck out to me was the ginger beef yaki udon, uh, which is thin-sliced beef, onions, and noodles, and that's tossed on the grill with soy and ginger. Uh, Katsura Grill is a great quick-service spot, and the beef that they serve in there is amazing. So I'm hoping this is something similar with those nice, thick udon noodles. Um and then I would probably go ahead and uh, get the pineapple sake. Um, they do have a dry sake, and of course they have Sapporo draft beer um, in a campai cup, which I don't know what that is. I I don't know if that like an edible cup, maybe you get a beer in. That I don't know, cool. but did did you see the sake in the wooden box that they were doing during Festival of the Arts? No, I didn't. Okay, so if you went to the booth, they would take sake, and it was a wooden box, and it was a personalized wooden box. Oh. So they would write your name in Japanese um, letters on the side of this wooden box, and then take a ladle and ladle out the sake into this wooden box. Now, I saw people with it, and the, the box was neat. I mean, a nice keepsake, something that you're going to be able to, yeah, to have, but it's a square drinking vessel. Interesting. So it was, so some people were struggling, um, <laughs> with the drinking of it, yeah. but it did, uh, it did look interesting. Yeah. I'm, I totally missed out on that one and I don't know why I've never stopped anything there. I, I don't, Yeah. I'm thinking usually I either still have a drink in my hand or I've just, you know, I've just had something else to eat and I haven't really stopped by. But um, I'll be interested to try it this time. I'll, I'll make so sure. So, of that. so, so, campai means dry cup, but it's the Japanese word for cheers. Ah, okay. Um. So, as glasses are raised, um, campai translates to empty cup. The Western equivalent would be bottoms up, and it's a tradition once dictated that people were expected to finish their cup of sake at ah. that time. So, um, we're learning all kinds of things today. Yeah, so it seems like it's just a some kind of a keepsake mug um, for that. Okay. Well, that would yeah. I mean, that would 
get me to order order a uh, Sapporo. Then I usually prefer like a Kirin, but uh, I do enjoy Sapporo. And if I get a little Cape mug, that would be that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I do finish it off, and I finish it off with uh, Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company. But I'm they sorry. do not have they <laughs> do not have one location. They have four. Yeah. And there is a one special beverage at each of the four kiosks. Three of them I would order and try in a heartbeat. The first one that I would not is the one at American Adventure. It's a strawberry pina colada. Fine. Mm. I, I'm not a pina colada fan. Yeah. Um, Michelle is. She might like that. But the other ones I would like is there is um, at Showcase Plaza, um, there is a frozen pink guava topped with rum or vodka. Very in good. Canada... It's an orange blossom twist, so it's frozen orange pineapple topped with vodka. And at Future World East, it is iced tea topped with frozen passion fruit with vodka. Ah. So I don't know what brand vodka they are using for this, um, but if you haven't noticed, I tend to be a gin or a vodka drinker. So give me three of those four beverages at the different kiosks are all vodka. Um, I'm in, I try all of them. They all sounded, you know, three of those sound pretty decent. I like how the one over at future world East is called the final lap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that because yeah. if somebody's already had the other three and that's I, kind of, that's yeah. it. They're probably like, Hey, you should probably go home now. Which is interesting because that would technically be the first one you would pass. Y- yeah, it would. Well, unless you do what we often do where we start in Canada and it's, I think, a l- if I remember, it's more towards the left, um, closer towards Mexico. So potentially it could be the last if you start in Canada, I'm thinking. Yeah, but see that, and even this, because then you have the Showcase Plaza. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So you wouldn't even hit that actual round with the Showcase Plaza. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, sounds like I've already been drinking these because I can't keep track of uh, the order <laughs> we're going in. So, um, well, this is I, I'm excited. I mean, we got we got three full months to enjoy this uh, again. W- by the time this episode comes out, I will uh, I'm heading down uh, by myself on a little solo trip to for the open of food, uh, flower and garden, uh, staying the night at all star movies. Uh, and then I'm coming home on Thursday before the kids get out of school. Um, and I'm just doing it all for our listeners so that we can bring them the latest and greatest news. Um, so if you are listening, uh, make sure you like us on Facebook at main ST magic. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at main ST magic, uh, because I will certainly be posting, uh, my adventures at flower and garden there. Um, and I will do my best to stay away from way too many frozen slushy, uh, icy, lemonades and all um, I, so i can make sure by the end of the night i'm still reporting properly i just have to figure out on how i get myself a nice frozen drink and i'm there in the uh front row for fog hat oh yeah that sounds <laughs> perfect and we're, we're seriously we need to look at some calendars because i will go down for for smash mouth that would be fun um, we might have to line that up, but, uh, as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our show. And if you could leave us a rating and review, uh, it really helps the show grow and it will help, uh, listeners of other podcasts find our show as well. Uh, so we would really appreciate if you could do that. Well, that's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>